Hey NAI football fans, Corey Thorpe here with another edition of the NAI F-Ball podcast powered by AdCraft USA, your custom apparel, merch, and uniform experts. Our friends at AdCraft have been with us for many years now. They've run web stores for us multiple times. These guys are NAI fans and family who are experts in the apparel and merchandise world. AdCraft allows you to take the hassle out of ordering. Let their knowledgeable design and customer service staff handle everything from hosting the store online, shipping the product, and helping your customers so you can get back to the game. Find them online at adcraftusa.com. All right, NAI football fans, this is Corey Thorpe back with another edition of the NAIF Ball Podcast, powered by AdCraft Custom Apparel and Merch, the best in the business since 1974. You saw it to, uh, last week there with their, with their ad about ha- having the perfect bracket being one in a million. Well, you know, having a good experience with AdCraft is a one in one. You're going to get that every time. But again, you don't hear me come to hear me prattle on about our sponsors. You come here for the coaches, and we want to welcome St. Francis of Illinois head coach Joe Curry to the NAIF Ball Podcast. How are you, coach? Hi, Corey. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Wouldn't miss it. Man, such a great season a year ago. Um, you know, and, and you, you hate it there. It's, it's almost identical to the, to the 21 season, kind of how it ended. But let's, let's start with a little bit lighter topic before we get into, into football. We, we asked uh, Coach Mike Feminist kind of the same thing. Y'all are, y'all are both kind of Chicago guys around there. Um, is the Chicago pizza a pizza, or is it just a really weird kind of pie? It's a pizza. Don't let anybody tell you any different. <laughs> what's, your, what's your favorite toppings? Um, well, I, I used to be a little tidbit about me. I used to be a big meat eater, but not recently. So I've kind of changed what goes on my pizza as of recent. So right now it's a lot of vegetables. And that Chicago dog, that's, that's a little, that's a little weird. What do you, what are you getting on your Chicago dog? Um, there is no ketchup allowed. I will say that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the works for the most part. Excellent. That's that's two of the things that eventually when I get up to Chicago I'm going to I'm going to have to experience it there's there's no I'm I'm sure that there are lots of places where you can get a Chicago style pizza and you can get a Chicago style hot dog but I don't think there's any place where you're going to get one of those that gives you the true Chicago experience honestly No there's not it's there's a lot of a lot of food up here that's why I'll kick coach feminist but that's why he's you know a little bit overweight and I'm not Oh <laughs> Shots fired early on. Excellent. I love it. Well, coach, looking back at your schedule a year ago, it uh, wasn't the most pleasant start to your season, was it? You you faced two Mideast teams, uh, both with with um, great track records. Obviously, St. Francis not uh, not necessarily in Indiana, uh, having done real well in back to back seasons, but you know they're they're. You can't overlook them. Unfortunately, you dropped both of those games to start your season. What did uh, what did that tell you about your team? I mean, adversity is just as important as winning sometimes. Yeah, well, I kind of thought you, you look back into our in, into our fall season camp last year. I really thought we had some had some pieces together to you know put together a nice little run. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, that's why you play the games. And and quite frankly, we we practiced in camp, and I thought we were. We were heading in the right direction, and then, 
you know, we, we have always scrimmaged Carthage College, um, you know, a week before our, our first fo- our first full game and everything. And we scrimmaged Carthage. Obviously, it's a scrimmage. So, you, you're, you know, you kind of got a different, you know, MO going into it as a coach. You know, number one, don't get anybody hurt. And number two, you know, try to see what you got a little bit. And I don't know if we were disappointed or, or just kind of like, wow, we got a lot of work to do kind of a deal. And and then we saw that. Um, come out versus St. Francis, where I didn't think we played very well. Um, now, give St. Francis a lot of credit because they had a lot to do with that. But, uh, you know, we just felt that we should have played better in that contest. And uh, I really think, though, the way we lost to St. Francis, that kind of springboarded us for the rest of the year because, you know, our second game, we went into Marion. And, you know, Marion being a, being a, a national powerhouse and whatnot, they – you know, they pose a lot of problems for us. I believe that they were ranked number five in the country when we played them. And, and we played them right down to the, right down to the wire there. You know, it was a, it was a close game late and, you know, um, they outlasted us and, and did a good job. But our kids, I think, saw that day that we can play with the best, you know, in the country and everything. And, and, um, you know, once we played Mary and then I felt, I felt like we had a shot to, you know, do some good things, but, you know, the nature of the beast in college, college football as you're dealing with 18 to 22 year olds. So you, you never really know what you're going to get from one week to the next. And, you know, our, our kids wanted it. They, they talked about it and, and thank God our third game, we came out victorious and just kind of rolled for the rest of our season from there, kind of got us going and some confidence and we were making plays both offensively and defensively and, and kind of turned some things around, you know, um, that we were suffering from early on. You then hit the, the middle part of your season. You get five straight wins there between September 24th and October 22nd, kind of knocking knocking out the Midwest a little bit there. And then, man, I I don't know who designed the last three weeks of your season, but they were uh, they love pain playing at Olivet versus Roosevelt, and then playing your rivalry game at St. Xavier. Um, you come away with, with two out of three there, but, um, you know, unfortunately it's, it's another close one at St. Xavier. I don't know that y'all know that either one of y'all know how to win games against each other by double digit points, but here we are. Well, I will say that, you know, for years they had us with double digit points, you know, don't get me wrong. And, you know, it's, you know, our kids get up to play St. Xavier and, and it was, it's one of those things that, you know, we got to. We, we want to, we, we want to try to start learning from and trying to figure out, you know, ways that we can go into that game and treat it as if it were any other. But I know that's a lot easier said than done, um, you know, but try to get our kids to understand that and our coaches understand it and prepare that way. Um, and one of these days it's going to, it's going to fall the right direction for us. Um, Coach Feminist told me that he, that he hopes it's when he retires. Um, I told him it would start, I want it to start now. And uh, so we kind of differ on that opinion, but um you know, they, they do a great job preparing and, and, you know, the, the way that our schedules worked out, you know, uh, we have a scheduling committee in our conference and, you know, we, every two years, our schedule changes. Um, so everybody's on a two year schedule and just so happened for these, for these past two year schedules, because we're doing a new one in 2023. Um, it ended up that we ended the year with, you know, Olivet, Roosevelt and St. X. That's not going to happen in 2023. Um, and moving forward in our league, but you know it was fun while it lasted. Fun is one way to say it. I'm I'm sure that caused a, a couple sleep uh, sleepless nights on on your end, thinking, oh my gosh, I got to play all these three jokers back to back to back. 
Well, you talked about the schedule changing. It's, it's, I mean, it's not going it, to, yes, it is because you have a new scheduling cycle, but man, there's also a lot going on in the MSFA. Um, you know, unfortunately for, for y'all, it's, it's going to be, you know, some folks leaving, whether it be Roosevelt moving to, I believe, D2, if I remember correctly, and then MOBAP heading over to the heart of America. Um, you know, so you've got a little bit of uh, rejiggering with the divisions to do, or someone has some rejiggering to do. Talk to me about getting uh, the MSFA remade and, and what that's going to look like for y'all. Well, one of the things we're, uh, I'm confident about, at least in the mid-states, I've been around it long enough, um, you know, it, it's always an ever-changing league. Um, you know, back when I first played in it, um, and, and when I first got back to St. Francis as a coach, we had William Penn and Grandview and, you know, Iowa Wesleyan, Waldorf, we had Quincy, we had McKendry, all of them were in the mid-states. And, um, and throughout the years, a team is left and a team is added and a team is left and a team is added. And it just... It's it's a it's a kind of a vicious cycle, but at the end of the day, what we're what happens is we're getting teams that leave us that want to go Division Two. So they're the schools want to improve their program and their football team. So obviously, that football team has a capability to compete at those levels, and then you know bring in new teams into one of the best, if not the best, you know football conference in the country. Um, you know, kind of gives us a you know everybody wants to come join us kind of a thing, and and. So hopefully that continues here. Um, yes, with those guys leaving and, you know, you also uh, Trinity International also is not um, participating That's in football right. anymore either as of this fall. I so I forgot about that. You know, there's a there's another added uh, added team that the Mid-States has got to work around. And I'm confident in our commissioner that we will get that done and, you know, figure out we, we got our 2023 figured out. But going on to 2024, 25 and, and, and further on down the road. You know, I'm confident in our leadership that we will we will figure that out and get that done. I do hate that for for Trinity. I mean, it's not it's it's not a straight closure like you saw at a school like a presentation or like a uh, a Kentucky Christian. But moving to online, that just that uh, that unfortunately means the axe for athletics. That's one of those things that you yeah. you, you sort of got to do in person. Um, yeah, and it's and it's terrible for those kids, and and I, I feel sorry for all the coaches and players and everybody a part of that program. You know, um, but, you know, it's it's one of those things, again, that we've that, that we've seen throughout, you know, colleges, you know, in the in the country nowadays that, you know, Trinity's one. But there's been others throughout the country, whether Division two or something like that or Division three, that they've decided to cut football or or cancel school or something of those nature. So, I mean, it's it's our world nowadays. It's ever changing. We just have to adapt with it and then do the best we can and still confident that we have or can be one of the best conferences in the entire country. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about your team real quick. And, you know, really your offense in general, you know, uh, really runs through Sam Tumulty. I mean, we talked about it uh, last year. He is he is the little engine that could as, as it goes for your football team. 11 touchdown passes, almost uh, 1,250 yards on the season, 856 yards on the ground, 16 rushing touchdowns you know you, you do lose Matt Nutson uh and first team all MSFW MSFA Midwest uh talk to me about your your team coming back and and uh, hopefully you've you've got uh someone to replace Nutson that can open some holes for Tumulty well one of the things that you know we're, we're 
we just started spring football this week. So that's one of the, you know, some of the things, some of the questions, and hopefully we get answered here over our spring ball time, you know, but, um, but I, you know, we, we do a good job recruiting and we do a good job of bringing in some players. So um, the, the thing about our offensive line, even last year, I believe we did not go until I want to say week seven or eight, did we start five consecutive offensive linemen week to week? So, you know, it was, it was an ever changing, you know, just through injuries and those sort of things and ever changing, um, you know, who was playing what up there. Now, now Knutson, our, our first team all guy, he was a guy that kind of, kind of withstood the storm and, and kind of played for us through, through everything. Um, but everybody and, and Ashton did too. So those two guys kind of Ashton Sorgi. So those two guys kind of anchored everything for us last year, but you know, we got Ashton back and we got, um, we got a kid, two kids coming back who started for us last year as well. Um, and another one, we started a freshman last year at garden at center at times. And, um, and he's back as, as well. So we can put together a starting five that have started, multiple football games for us here throughout the spring. And, uh, and, and we're even deeper than that. We even got people behind them that we really like. Um, and we, we've signed some good ones. So I'm happy with our old line and, and happy with what we do. And our offensive line coach, Christopher Norton does a heck of a job of getting those guys ready to go. And you're right. We want to run the football we want to run it through our quarterback. Our quarterback is always going to be the focal point of what we do here. Um, you know, it's just on what he can do, whether he's a runner, thrower, or he can do both. And we're fortunate enough to have Sam who can do both. Um, you know, so it's, it's a, it's, it's a good offensive system to be a part of. And, and, uh, I thought last year we started out kind of, kind of shaky, like I said, but that was just team wide. It wasn't necessarily our offense in general. Um, but as the year went on, I thought we started to hit our stride and we were averaging about 35, almost 40 a game there towards the end of the year. And, um, and, and so I, I anticipate those things you know, um, you know, moving forward here in the spring and everything. I mean, besides, besides Knutson, I, I believe we lost, um, one of our tight ends, Daywan Gavin. And then, you know, one of our slot receivers came on Coran on offense who, you know, um, started some games, but, you know, we had other guys rotate in too. So the majority of our offensive starters are back, um, and, and looking forward for big explosive things for them this year. That's always a, a great thing. Unfortunately, on defense, you're going to have to do a little bit of next man up here on, on all three levels, whether it be Ryan <clears throat> King on your D-line, T.J. Neal and Michael Whitney at the linebacker spots, or Angel Mata with his seven interceptions at, at your uh, DB spot. The, the good news is, is that you've, you've got a guy in Michael Johnson who was good for 11 tackles for a loss and three forced fumbles, and uh, the the other energizer bunny on the other side of the ball, Scott Tumulty, uh, yeah. who you know plays a, a mighty good safety for you. Talk to me about filling those spots defensively. Yeah, well, so I mean, it, our, our defense, um, you know, the, we we do a heck of a job, I think, and obviously I'm biased, but you know, we were, you know, at, just like baseball, everybody says you got to be strong up the middle, right? So you got to be strong up up front on the D line, which Michael Johnson's there, and and he's one of the best players I've ever coached on the D line, like his, his motor and, and, and how he just affects games um, is, is one like I've never seen before here at St. Francis. Um, so he, he anchors our defensive line. Um, our, our, our middle backer last year, TJ Neal, um, he was strong. And then Scott Tumulty's right behind him at our, at our free safety. So it's, you know, um, we, we, we were strong up the middle. The one thing about what we're doing on defense, even though we lost TJ and, and Michael Whitney, I believe, 
we we played some kids last year and and just like our offense we played some some guys last year that started multiple games for us and um the the cool thing about it is in the NAI you can play two games and it won't cost you your eligibility so we started a couple kids a couple games you know just to get them you know get get their feet wet so to speak and and they're coming in and and they're going to be the the next man up for us at, at our linebacker spots and you know, so far here in the spring, I'm liking what I'm seeing and and, and what we're able to do. Um, replacing Angel at corner is, is, I mean, obviously when you have a corner who leads the leads the nation in picks or tied for the nation, I believe he was in picks. You know, you you're not going to replace that right away. Angel was more was a heck of a player, but he 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 played people and outbeat him with his mind more than his athletic ability. And I don't say that detriment to Angel. Like he was always our coach on the field. You know, saying hey coach, I think we should do this. I think we should do that. And, and for the most part, he was right, you know, so, um, so losing him will be big, you know, but again, we got some guys, you know, behind them. Um, we, we brought in some transfers. We had, we had six, um, mid semester transfers, a couple on defense, a couple on offense, you know, who we believe are going to just step right in there and help, um, build this team, both offensively and defensively and the needs that we have right now. Well, Coach, it sounds like to me that you're you're kind of of the opinion that uh, if you can find spots to play guys and, and get them game reps, uh, you know, whether they be underclassmen or, or, or just building your depth there, that's something that, that really down the line is, is going to be an important thing for, for USF. Talk to me a little bit about building that depth through uh, substitution. Well, yeah, I think that you, you know, that number one, I think you uh, keep more kids engaged because they're always going to have, you know, they're, they're always knowing they're going to get an opportunity. Now, when that is, they don't know, but they're, they're always engaged and they're always asking questions because they know at some point they're going to be put in there. And one of the things that we've done a great job of establishing here, you know, it, it's it, we've been trying but over the years, but we've been really good at it over the past couple of years is establishing um, defensively and offensively, a culture of, hey, this is who we are. This is what we're going to be, and we're going to be successful at it. As much as some some years we've tried to, and maybe the results haven't been there, so some of the kids might not have, you know, necessarily believed in it, you know. But you know, we've we've gotten the results, and um, and our kids really love playing on Saturdays, and and you know, being a part of a winner, and they talk about all the time what they want to do and and what their goals are, and they haven't reached anything yet, and so. You know, hopefully we can uh, get that depth established. And, and again, that's, you know, part of spring ball as well, you know, um, figuring out some of those things. But I like where we are. We're a weekend, so we're only weekend. But I like where we are right now. And the challenge is I keep telling our team is, hey, we, we have to find a way every day to be 1% better than what you were yesterday. And if we can do that by the end of spring ball, we're going to be a much better team coming into the fall, which is uh, uh, ultimately what we want. Well, Coach, I, I think it's uh... – Kind of the noda statement here of of the uh, of the off season. It's a question I've been been asking everybody. But uh, if you're not improving, you're you're falling behind. It's it's you know life's dragging you backwards. Uh, happens to all of us. So what area of your program, whether it be on the field or off the field, do y'all really want to focus on and improved in 2023 to get over the hump? Well, I think it's I think it's on and off the field. And, you know, in our program, um, you know, the the couple of things that we wanted to do this off season, 
um, one in the classroom. We wanted to get better GPAs because the way the NAI counts it, you know, you can play more players if you have better grades. So hence, if we have more players in the field, the better depth we'll have. So we talk about grades all the time. Um, secondly, you know, we, we felt that this year we needed to take a step forward in the weight room, you know, just just program wise. It wasn't it wasn't like we were getting pushed around out there in the field, but I did feel, you know, at the end of the year, we had a lot of nagging, nagging injuries that our bodies weren't in shape for what the MSFA is. And that last game of the year, you have to go at your peak performance. And, and I don't believe that we've been there the past couple of years and some and some plays that might have hurt us. Who knows? You know, um, so that's been a big emphasis for us. Um, and then, you know, just particularly on the field, when you talk about um, what we're looking to improve on, it, a lot of consistency. Um, it, I, we keep going back to the word consistency because we have shown, you know, offensively that we can run the ball against anybody if that guy goes the right way and blocks the right guy, you know, and um, some that's the nature of offensive football. You get 10 guys going in the right direction, one guy who doesn't, and the play is terrible, you know. Um, defensively, you can get 10 guys going in the right direction and one not in the right direction, but the offense fumbles the ball or something. So it's the nature of the beast, but consistency on offense, um, and consistency on defense. And then what we wanted to also work on, what we've been talking about as a staff is, is preparing our guys, um, for big situations, you know, so we're trying to figure out ways to put our guys in difficult thinking situations that they have to do. Um, so that when we get to those pressure moments or whatever, hopefully it becomes a little bit more of a second nature kind of a thing. So those are the things we've kind of tried to focus on here this offseason. Well, I, I know one thing for certain is that the MSFA is not going to relent. Uh, you're always going to have tough games. Uh, I, I mean, you know, if it's not St. Francis and Marion and Olivet and Roosevelt and St. Xavier, it's, it's going to be Concordia and Siena Heights and Indiana Wesleyan, and, and Lord knows they're probably going to pick up right where they left off with picking up Morningside's offensive coordinator. Um, there, there, is, there is no room to feel sorry for yourself in the Mid-States Football Association. No, it's, it's like I said earlier, it's arguably one of the best, you know, in the country, and it's got a great reputation, and, you know, teams are, you know, the one thing I say is, that, you know, I, I believe at one point last year, I believe there were seven, seven, maybe eight, um, MSFA teams that were ranked in the top, you know, 25 in receiving votes, you know, something of that nature. So, you know, every week you're playing, you know, there is no, there is no, you know, cupcakes, so to speak, that you can come in and just, you know, roll over. Like you got to go play every week and, um, and, you know, keep that mentality of, we just tell our guys, just go one and oh, every week, keep it simplistic, focus on the task at hand and, you know, forget about everything else. And hopefully that eliminates a lot of you know, distractions or whatever it might have you towards that week. Well, Coach, we do look forward to another great season of MSFA football, whether it be the Mideast or the Midwest. They're, they're both highly competitive divisions in their own right and uh, can't wait to see what uh, USF comes out with this year. Well, hopefully it's, hopefully it's a good product. You know, that's why we work every day, and our players are doing a great job. So, you know, this offseason has been one of our best that we've had since I've been the head coach. Um, so, you know, but we got to put it on the field. You know, we just can't say that we're doing it. We got to put it on the field. And um, that's the challenge every day and finish up here the spring and over the summer and into fall camp and see where we're at come, come September. 
We hope you enjoyed this episode of the NAIF Ball Podcast presented by AdCraft USA. Be sure to contact them for all your custom apparel, merch, and uniform needs. If you enjoy the show, subscribe to the podcast as well as to our YouTube channel. Leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. As always, if you'd like to support what we do, head over to patreon.com slash N-A-I-A-F-B-A-L-L and become a patron. We can't do what we do without our sponsors and listeners like you.